Welcome to the Business Rehab Podcast, where bold strategies meet fearless mindsets. Hey, y'all. I'm Gretchen, your go-to life and mindset strategist. With over 20 years of combined business experience, we're here to guide you through the highs and the lows of being an entrepreneur. And I'm Shelby, your resident business and marketing strategist. Brace yourselves because this podcast is the real deal. No filters, no edits, just honest conversations about the entrepreneur roller coaster. And we're bringing the laughter too. This is not another boring business podcast. Get ready to revitalize your business and reignite your passion. Welcome to the Business Rehab Podcast. Hey, Shelby. Do you remember that one time when one of our clients was still doing work for a client even after the contract was up? I do. Absolutely. Such a huge problem with over-delivering. Yeah, absolutely. I think oftentimes there's so many reasons behind it. It's not just like a one-size-fits-all answer. It could be, you know, that you feel bad about the pricing that you're charging. You feel like you're not Mm -hmm. worthy of it. It could be like you feel like you're not doing a good enough job. You feel like, oh, this is a good one. This has actually happened. Remember this happened in in a client call. Um, one of our clients was doing this and I said, do you feel like bad because you've done this for so long and now you're good at it and it's faster for you to do the projects. And so you feel like you have to fill up the time it used to take you doing extra things for them. And she was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Yes, That is it. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I feel like the better we get, the more we think there must be something wrong. Yeah. Like, why are you punishing yourself for being good at something? Why are you punishing yourself? Because it feels easy when that is your goal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, we tend to sabotage our own ease in business and life for sure. Mm -hmm. So when you're constantly over delivering, it leads to clients picking your brain and asking for unpaid help, which then leads to resentment on your part or stress and anxiety, burnout. Um, I think that oftentimes when people work with us for a long time, especially, and they come to pick our brain, we still feel like we should just be grateful they ever hired us. Yep. Um, And that's not true. Like I have a friend who, well, I'll just be honest. Most of my friends ask me for advice. We all ask each other for advice. I'm not saying I'm like the advice person, like the genie in the bottle. But because (laughs) of my line of work, I do have a lot of friends who ask to pick my brain or ask me for advice. I don't Mm -hmm. mind that at all. Like if we're friends and you need to ask me a question or if you're just shooting me a DM with like a simple thing to ask. But recently I had a friend ask me to do a coaching session with her and I said, okay, I mean, she's my friend. That's fine. And so we did that. But then after that one session, just, you know, if, if a friend just wants to get on a call with me or wants to just text with me and, you know, we're going to go back and forth. But then if you decide that you would like to do this more often and you're going to take space on my calendar, then you become a paid client. And that is for a few different reasons. Number one, skin in the game. If she's paying for my time, she's more likely to show up, respect it, do the work in between calls. If she's paying for my time, I'm more likely to not just pop off something that popped into my head in the middle of an advice text thread or... I'm more likely to do some work ahead of the call. 
Yeah. So it's the, when you let them in to pick your brain and then you start giving them all the goodness that you have worked so hard to create, then you become kind of angry that they, I can't believe she just thinks she can text me. Well, you've, you've let her, you teach people how to treat you and you've let them do that for so long. Absolutely. And I think that there's, I learned this early on in my business that I would get on sales calls and I was so like desperate for the Mm -hmm. sale initially because I was like, I need clients. Right. And I would give them the whole strategy, all the information on that call. And they'd be like, wow, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for all this information. Um, And I'd break down everything for them, you know, and help them come up with some like custom strategy on the call. And they would take my strategy and then go hire someone cheaper. Wait, I think we just did this too. We got on a sales call with somebody and we were asking questions because we were interested in kind of how their program worked. He literally gave us the entire formula. Oh yeah, that is true. And then we created a whole offer out of it and it was super successful. He gave us like, we got off the call and both of us were like, wait, did he just tell us every single thing that we need to do? I think we we certainly did. And he was like, it is $8,000. And we looked at each other. It might've been more than that. I can't, it might've been 10. I can't remember. We've, we've been on a lot of sales calls. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I was like, we could just do this on our own. Like he gave us the whole freaking thing. Yeah. And I just, the thing about it is you don't have to give us everything in order for us to buy. You don't have to to give us everything for it to sound good enough for us to buy. hundred percent. You need to, you need to ask. In fact, in sales conversations in general, whether it's somebody, you know, trying to quote unquote, it starts off as them like picking your brain in the DMs. It could be on a sales call. And the the you have to take control, first of all, mm-hmm. because whoever is in control of the conversation is the person who wins that conversation. Word. And so if you let them continuously pick your brain or ask you questions, if they're leading it, they are they're winning. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to be the authority in the conversation. So you have to flip it. In fact, you should be the one asking questions. So if someone says, I need your help. This is what's going on in my business. What what do you think I should do? Then you need to ask some follow-up questions to get some more clarity. Okay, have you ever, you know, are you thinking about doing X, Y, Z? Yeah, I am. Okay, great. Let's get on a call and we can discuss if this would be a good fit. I have a program for this and I'd love to chat with you about it because it seems like you'd be a great fit. Turning it into a sales conversation, a more serious sales conversation versus um, them asking for free advice and you giving it to them and then feeling resentful after. Right. And I think that a lot of times there's a reason that I mean, 100% of the time, actually, there's a reason we do business the way that we do business. For me, I don't see a lot of one-on-one clients anymore. Occasionally, someone will reach out and ask me about that, and they're not a fit for the mastermind because maybe they're not, they don't own a business, but they're in sales or, you know, whatever. And I cannot coach you in one-off sessions like I'm a therapist because we have to spend 30 minutes catching up on everything that's happened since the last time. And then the next 30 minutes, I have to like hurry up and fix it. And then you're gone because you're so excited. And then you come back six months later and you just want, and now we got to catch up again. You know, it's just a cycle. So there's a reason that I do one-on-one coaching in 
a 12 week package. It's because you can't build momentum if you're just doing one off sessions. Also, you're not accountable if you don't have to come back. So I have my reasons. My reasons are to keep my boundaries and to keep my nervous system good and to make sure that I'm getting, I'm helping you get results because if you just want to blow off some steam and talk some shit like that's just text me. But if you really want some help and you want to move forward and you really want to gain momentum, I have a process. And so that's what it's like to work with me. And I understand that not all coaches are that way. So then maybe that even though you know me and we've, or if we've worked together before, maybe I'm not the right fit this time. And so you have to know going into these conversations, whether it's in your DMS, whether it's a friend, like wherever it is, Maybe it's in person because this has happened to me before, too. I've gone to conferences before and have networked with people and then they start to ask me questions. And if you're not solid in what you do, why you do it and how you do it, they can get in the little cracks and then they become your little online friends who want all of the information for free. Yeah, you get friend zoned. That's right. Yeah, you really have to master the art of flipping a DM into a sales conversation and um there it's an art that needs to be mastered truly Mm -hmm. and in order to do that you have to be able to toot your own horn and then hold the line like if someone's reaching out to you unless it's the you know the spammy people like whatever like if someone's truly reaching out to you because they've seen your work they know your work they've seen the results that you get they're asking for the sales call you're just not asking for the sale. And so you have to be able to flip flip the conversation into, I'm the owner of this business. This is why we do what we do. Here's how you can work with me. And then if they ghost, let them pick somebody else's brain. Like, don't worry about that. It's not a lost client if they haven't hired you yet. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It reminds me of one of our our past clients who, this this is also something that happens. It just It just reminded me right now. That um, she would get all of her money. So she did project-based work, right? <clears throat> and so uh, she would get all of her money up front. And then she was supposed to deliver weeks from then, right? This is, again, it would be a project, an in-person project. And what would happen is she would get all that money up front. And, you know, honestly, behind the scenes, what was also going on is she was going and spending all that fucking money. Mm-hmm. But... When it when it came down to show up and do the work, she really struggled. She really struggled. And she had this feeling of like she was being taken advantage of when she showed up to do the work. Um, she it was like as if she was doing it for free. Or yeah, was because the money was gone. Now on the other end, as somebody who um hired that person, right? To and, and this has happened to in that in that sort of project on the receiving end you feel like what the fuck is going on like i paid you thousands of dollars you show up and now you are late you're unorganized you have attitude the prices have changed your prices have changed um what you sold me on you're now changing it because you don't feel good about it there's so much ethically there for sure but when it boils down to it, I don't want to vilify you or make you feel bad if if you have had similar feelings. I think it's, you know, it's not uncommon in project-based work like that, whether you're doing websites or you're doing photography 
or you're doing a service-based business, you know, whatever it is, right? Graphic design or low, whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not uncommon. Um, And I want you to like really feel into that. Maybe you need to structure your payments differently. And for sure, you need to heal your your money situation, right? Yeah, so... Uh in our business, the our local business, um, we do sound systems, security systems, all that. For a specific size job, we require a deposit of 50% down and then 25%. That's just to like order equipment, whatever. Then we do 25% when you're ready for us to install if it's a new construction. Like there's all these rules. But we don't get a final payment until the job is done because a lot of things can change. And mm-hmm. I feel like in this particular client... That's what was happening. She was charging you maybe in March for work that you booked for July. Well, prices have changed by then maybe or things have, but she's already given you this final invoice. And so now she's bitter that she still has to do the work. And so if you can see that in yourself, and this was our advice to her, if you can see that in yourself, and I do feel like we talked about this before um, this episode is that there are a lot of coaches out there who will share like this girl paid a hundred K pay in full for the whole year. And then it doesn't start on time. The program doesn't start on time. When it does start, it's a completely different program because she's changed. Things have changed. The amount of people she actually got changed, like whatever that is. So if that's, if that's you and you know that that is your money mindset and you know that that is where your nervous system goes when you get paid up front and still have to deliver the work, then you need to be breaking those payments up. Take some money up front. I think that's always a good idea. Or put it into monthly payments. Then you've got some reoccurring revenue even. But don't do it to where you're doing getting the final payment before it's done. Now, I will say we have a pay in full option for our mastermind, but also it's listed exactly what you get. And the only thing that can change is that we add more value while you're in there. Yeah. So yeah, instance, for sure. We had people join in March of 23. It's now January of 24. And since then, we've added our growth gala quarterly. We've added our in-person workation weekend where we all bring our laptops and we're going to mastermind in person and work on our stuff, Shelby and me included. Um, we are adding a conference ticket because we're do- having a conference in the summer. Like we're only adding extra value that you're not paying for. We're not going to bill you in arrears for extra things we've decided that the group needs based on the growth. So yep. like if if that's you and you get your money up front and then it makes you feel like shit in two months because the money's gone. It's like a credit card sort of like you go and buy the TV with the credit card. The credit card bill comes. You're so used to your TV. Now you're grumpy. You still got to pay for it. Yeah. Like that's not your client's fault. It's your fault and it's your work to do around it. And if there's something that's triggering you, your triggers are yours to heal. It's not your clients. And that is how then your name gets out because like I've paid this specific person. Shelby's paid this specific person. We know the other people that have paid them and they just show up and they don't want to do the work. But I feel like, I feel like it goes to maybe in, and this is just me thinking now that we've talked through it, like, a job. Like you go and do the work and then you get the paycheck. But when you're in control of your own business and you're taking the money up front, it doesn't, that employee mindset kicks in when it's time to go do the work. Like I'm going to do this work, but I'm not going to get paid. Girl, you mm-hmm. already the money. You've been paid. There's a lot of privilege wrapped in that. Yeah. Right. Of like, I deserve, I'm owed. I like a lot of that where. <clears throat> I think that can be extremely damaging to you if you feel that way. Mm -hmm. Like I want you to truly live in a state of gratitude. Like, wow, I get to do this. 
I get to bless somebody today. I get to show up and I get to um, do incredible work and use my gift. And I get to, and I get paid for the work that I did. And I, I am just so grateful that I get to live this life and that people pay me before, even if it's months before I do the work, because they're so excited to work with me. Yeah. Like you have to switch that in your brain. And the only way to do it truly like, and this is neuroscience based, like you have to be actively be in gratitude and that's forcing yourself to be thankful for things. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that like there's a lot of resentment as a business owner and it usually is tied back to revenue and then it's tied back to how your business is able to pay you for your life. And when you are over delivering or when you are still doing work after a contract has ended, because now there's this blurred line of like, we've worked together so long for so long. Are we friends? Like you have to call it out. You have to be bold and brave enough to call it out. And you have to be curious enough to wonder why they think they can do that to you. Because there are not a lot of people trying to pick my brain anymore. The person I was talking about earlier that wanted a coaching call with me, as soon as we got off, I did make her another, I said, let's catch up a week from now and see if what we've talked about has worked. But I'm also going to email you about my coaching packages. So she's getting, you know, the friendship session or with friends and family or whatever it is. But then also going forward, like for me to carry that energy and for me to really work to help you, I really need you to sign up for what I'm offering and take it seriously and respect me as an entrepreneur, a business owner, a coach, and not just as someone that's a friend that you can text when you're having a hard time. Yeah, I think it's it, that that's really important if you not in navigating existing relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Like because I think that's really hard to tr- transfer that into a a client. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of interlapping that happens. Mm-hmm. I think that also um if if you find yourself in these DMs and people are asking you for stuff, or if maybe here's something that comes up too, is that you've increased your prices, but someone worked with you at the previous price. And mm-hmm. so now it's hard to tell them. And I, I know in, I'm positive, I can think of two people in my head right now who were clients of mine who have this trouble is that they're like, well, I just went ahead and offered it to her for a thousand bucks. Cause that's what she paid last time. And it's to get the thousand bucks. But now you've had this like little cash injection, but you are still expected to deliver the amount of coaching work services, whatever that is that they expected the first time. Mm-hmm. And you've changed your program or you've leveled up a little bit or whatever it is. And people expect you to deliver whatever you are selling. And if you are giving them a discount, you're discounting yourself. You're not discounting them. A hundred percent. They're still going to expect the full scope of work. Mm -hmm. I agree. So we have revived our um, Facebook page, Facebook group. (laughs) Um, It's called the Unapologetic Woman. So go find it. And what we are doing there are things like what you're hearing here. Like we are giving a little advice here and there and asking some questions just to get to know everybody, but some advice on how, when these kinds of things come up, what you should do to navigate it. And so go on Facebook and look up the unapologetic woman. There's a cute little picture of Shelby and me that says bank on ease because ease is where we are headed in our lives. And we want to take you with us, but we want you to kind of just be part of our community. Like we're always going to invite you to join our mastermind because we think it's the shit and it is. We have results to prove it. But we also just would love to be in community with you. And we find that 
women business owners who can really get vulnerable, be authentic, take a chance, and that can be in community together can make such a big shit happen. And when something happens like this, where, dude, I got this client picking my brain and I don't know what to do. It's a place you can come ask us. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you can come ask the community. There's 2,500 women in there who are business owners. They're going to be happy to help you if we can't get to you first. And if you are continuing to feel like you're over delivering and you continue to feel like you don't have these boundaries that we keep talking about, then please reach out to us. DM us on Instagram at my business rehab and let's hop on a call. Let's talk and see if Unleashed is a fit for you. Let's put our eyes on your business. Let's get really real and raw about where you want to be and where you are. And then let us help you get there. We would love it so much. Yes. Hey, Shelby. Yes. Do you remember that one time when, um, Oh, (laughs) yeah, this is why this is great. Unfiltered. I'm supposed to say right now that, wait, that's next episode. So let's try it one more time. Okay. Hey, Shelby. Yes. Do you remember that one time when? Wait, 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 wait. That is the next episode. Shit. Also on our Facebook group, you get the video of our podcast a week before it comes out. So if you'd like to see how that just went down, please come join us. And we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Business Rehab Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at My Business Rehab and DM us the word Enneagram. And we will give you access to our exclusive training on how to leverage your personality for business success. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you love today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. See you next time. Bye. Bye. go here i go coming i can't ever stop i'm a tour de force running get me to the top i don't need an invitation i'm about to start a celebration let me